This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit, in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting's 2FM radio stations in Michigan and the Midwest, and Supertalk Mississippi Media's 12 radio stations and 50 affiliate stations in the South. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I'm Joe Lott and Sami, your co-host, joined by Natasha Sodorch, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit and the Jerusalem Leaders Summit, and our distinguished guest hosts and presenters, the former governor of Mississippi, Phil Bryant, and the Honorable Morris McTeague, QSO. America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C. brings together leading voices from business, government, media, technology, healthcare, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, Google, and Fireside. Visit iLeadersSummit.org. iLeadersSummit.org. Welcome to America's Roundtable. This weekend on America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., we're delighted to host Mississippi State Representative Dana McLean. She serves on the Agriculture, Colleges and Universities, Constitution, Judiciary B, Public Health, and Workforce Development Committees. She's a member of the Florida Bar and currently is engaged in the real estate industry. A good morning to you and welcome to America's Roundtable. Welcome, Representative McLean. Thank you so much, Joel and Natasha. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Today is the 31st day of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Uh, from the UN report this past week, over 900 civilians were killed and among them more than 75 children. Another 1,496, including 99 children, have been injured. 10 million Ukrainians have fled their homes, including 3.5 million who've left the country as refugees and another 6.5 million people that have been displaced within Ukraine during the war. The damage to infrastructure is estimated at over $100 billion at this time. According to NATO's first estimate, 15,000 Russian soldiers have been killed since the invasion of Ukraine. NATO officials say that up to 40,000 Russian troops have been killed, wounded, taken prisoner or are missing in Ukraine. In responding to the brazen and horrific attacks by Russian troops targeting civilians and residential areas within Ukraine and taking into account the plight of over 40 million Ukrainians, last week both the Mississippi House of Representatives and Senate passed resolutions condemning Russia's ongoing invasion of Ukraine and barring any business between Mississippi state entities and Russia. State Representative McLean, you were instrumental in this principal endeavor and engaged your colleagues in the House of Representatives in the state of Mississippi to sever all economic, financial and other connections with Russia and its businesses. Representative McLean, could you kindly share about the specific details of this resolution and have you already seen any results? Specific parts of the resolution were initially to just issue a, a statement denouncing the invasion of Ukraine and as it being a violation of international law. And we also wanted to engage in the government's decision to ban energy imports and to urge you know, more sanctions and also to send military aircraft, tactical gear, munitions, and aid. And as you said, Natasha, we wanted to encourage businesses to sever all economic, financial, cultural, any connections with the Russian Federation. And we also have a state-run alcohol beverage control system. We have a warehouse that stores our alcoholic beverages. And 
We wanted to prohibit the sale, purchase, distribution, and even storage of Russian uh, alcoholic beverages, and to also uh, prohibit investment into our retirement fund, public employees retirement fund, and anything else that that uh, would touch Russian businesses. We wanted to ban our involvement as Mississippians. As far as any success with that or anything that we've seen as a result of the resolution, I think mainly it's just been getting the message out initially. That was the first step. So I think that our Mississippi Development Association, some of these agencies are aware of of our stance on this. So I feel like in the future, we will see more as the days go on. But uh, as of yet, you know, a resolution is aspirational. We're encouraging actions that we support. So I'm hopeful that these issues will come forth and we'll be able to, to see success with these statements. Indeed, the state of Mississippi's leadership certainly adds moral weight to the just intervention on behalf of millions of people in Europe under attack. And economic sanctions imposed on Russia are another strategic approach to apply punitive measures on their economy and weaken Putin's war machine. On behalf of International Leaders Summit, Natasha and I recently met with Senator Pat Toomey on the efforts that he is undertaking with Senator Jim Reich to take sanctions to a new level, that is to impose secondary sanctions on Russia. And in this week's Wall Street Journal, Senator Toomey in an op-ed wrote, I quote, Since the sanctions imposed by the U.S. and Europe purposely allow Russia to continue exporting oil and gas between $5 billion and $7 billion in hard currency, funds Mr. Putin's war machine each week. Severing this revenue stream now, together with helping Ukraine's heroic defense, is the best chance that the U.S. has to convince Mr. Putin that this war was a blunder and that he should immediately abandon. To cut off Mr. Putin's oil and gas sales globally, the administration and Congress should impose secondary sanctions on the entirety of Russia's financial sector. These penalties would effectively prohibit foreign banks anywhere in the world under the threat of U.S. sanctions from making payments to Russian banks, including for oil and gas. They would force the world to make a choice, do business with the United States or do business with Russia. But you can't do both, unquote. State Representative McLean, why are principal resolutions voted by state legislatures and similar initiatives so important? And what are your thoughts about efforts to counter Russia through punitive secondary sanctions, such as the initiative being advanced by Senators Jim Reich and Pat Toomey, along with other 37 U.S. senators, which would be far more effective. Yes, Joel. First, I believe principled resolution resolutions by state legislators send a message. As state legislators, we are the voice of, of citizens of Mississippi. So I think that while they are aspirational, they do send a strong message. And such initiatives are important for Washington to see and hear. And for our own state, U.S senators and representatives to know. I think that resolutions and initiatives are an important way for us to voice our opinions 
and also sends a message to our state business leaders that we don't condone doing business with Russia in any shape or form. Secondly, yes, I wholeheartedly agree with secondary sanctions against Russia. I think they are definitely needed at this point. I agree it's time. This has gone on for over a month. Now we need to really hit them where it hurts, which is in their financial sector. Prohibit foreign banks from making payments to Russian banks, even for oil and gas. We have to cut off the funding for this unconscionable war. Stop the killing of innocent civilians. Correct. And it is disappointing to see within certain corners in America, there are statements of support for Putin's Russia. We are also aware that Russia's intelligence structure, Russia's FSB, which replaced the Soviet KGB, had been courting groups within Europe and America to question the war and in some cases even provide statements of support for Putin. According to the most recent reports, there are 464 schools and 43 hospitals in Ukraine that have been damaged due to Russian troops targeting these facilities. A recent published report stated, I quote, an art school in Mariupol, where hundreds of civilians were taking refuge, was bombed. Mariupol, a coastal city home to some 400,000 people, has been subjected to a brutal bombardment since the invasion began four weeks ago, hampering efforts to rescue those trapped by the siege with little food, electricity or water. And most recently, Ukraine accused Russian forces of seizing 15 rescue workers and drivers who were working with a humanitarian convoy to provide food and supplies to Mariupol on a previously agreed-upon route. So a humanitarian group on the ground said that Ukraine's humanitarian system is entirely broken down, leaving some towns with a supply of just three or four days of food left. Representative McLean, you know, knowing all what is going on with Russia's invasion of Ukraine, why do we still have these circles in America that are supporting Putin? And why don't we see an unequivocal condemnation of this aggression and Putin's war machine, which is attacking a sovereign country of Ukraine and shelling residential buildings, medical facilities, specifically targeting innocent civilians? Well, Natasha, I think that type of stance in support of Putin in any way should not stand in a free America. It's unconscionable what is happening there and the humanitarian aid that's being blocked, specific targeting of civilians, of children, of also humanitarian workers. It is a violation of international law and we all know that. So those types of corners of support, I think we need to unequivocally condemn that type of opinion. I see Putin like a bully. And I think that we and the world must respond to Putin like a child who stands up to a playground bully. Of course, the weak ones are picked on by the bully. And it's not until the victim stands up to the bully with his friends in tow that the bully backs down. And in this scenario, the bully is Putin. The victim is Ukraine. And the friends in tow need to be NATO and all countries that believe in the rights and freedoms of Ukrainian people and sovereign people all over the world. 
Indeed, uh, you're so right about it. To have a tyrant in the 21st century invading another sovereign state and your words that are very principled in addressing this concern that we've been talking about. In fact, we engaged our distinguished guest host, Governor Bryant, in this conversation as well. And it truly needs to be repudiated when we have individuals, even from the conservative arena, questioning the efforts uh, being undertaken by Ukrainians' people to defend their own sovereign state. And State Representative McLean, your experiences in the private sector, in the real estate industry, and the legal arena provides you with important insights into the state of the economy, uh, specifically as it impacts America's Midwest and the South. Mississippians and fellow Americans across the Republic today are facing rising inflation, now at a 40-year high. Furthermore, skyrocketing gas prices are impacting hard-working families across the country, and the higher energy costs impact small businesses as well. State Representative McLean, how would you rank the Biden administration's leadership on this vital U.S. economic front? Unfortunately, I wouldn't give him a very good grade. <laughs> I would say a D, probably. Before Biden took over, we, we had a thriving economy. Of course, we've just come off two years with COVID. So a, a lot of Mississippians were out of work. They lost their jobs or their, their businesses were closed for, for periods of time. So now we're coming off of that. And now look, gas prices are out the roof. Rising gas prices will affect someone's ability to get to work and to earn a wage. So uh, food prices, to be able to feed families here in Mississippi, it's going to be very difficult. And there seems to be no end in sight. Inflation is just creeping up and creeping up. And I'm just very hopeful that something will change, that Biden will once decide to relinquish his stance on prohibiting new oil and gas drilling and, and let us get back to some, some domestic oil and gas and, and energy support here in the U.S. Let's get those gas prices down. So hopefully some of the food prices will be lower because the transportation costs will be lower. I'm just hopeful that he will make some strides to improve his grade on his economic policy, as well as the sad, sad state of his foreign policy, which we've seen since Afghanistan. And now we're not seeing any urgency, really, in attacking what we see as a dictator in the Russian Federation. And uh, I think what's happening in Ukraine is going to definitely impact our national security. So we really need to be very, very careful in trying to put a stop to this. This week on America's Roundtable, we are joined by State Representative Dana McLean, and she serves on the Agriculture, Colleges and Universities, Constitution, Judiciary B, Public Health, and Workforce Development Committees. She's a member of the Florida Bar and currently engaged in the real estate industry. We thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule and joining us on America's Roundtable. We thank you for your leadership. Thank you, Representative McLean. Thank you so much for having me today. 
This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit, in partnership with Lanza Broadcasting's 2FM radio stations in Michigan and the Midwest, and Supertalk Mississippi Media's 12 radio stations and 50 affiliate stations in the South. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I'm Joe Lott Sami, your co-host, joined by Natasha Sodorch, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit and the Jerusalem Leaders Summit, and our distinguished guest hosts and presenters, the former governor of Mississippi, Phil Bryant, and the Honorable Morris McTeague, QSO. America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C. brings together leading voices from business, government, media, technology, healthcare, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, Google, and Fireside. Visit iLeadersSummit.org. iLeadersSummit.org.